Welcome back, everyone, to the... You know what this is? I ain't gonna tell you. You know? And you know, if you don't, then look at your phone, whatever it is you're watching, whatever it is you're uh, listening to this on, and yeah, you tell me, what is it? You know. We're back here late November after Thanksgiving. It was a good, it was kind of a weird Thanksgiving, I'll be honest. It was a good Thanksgiving, but there were some some weird things. I live in Ohio, had the Ohio State Buckeyes losing to Michigan. Haven't lost since I was in college. Yes, I believe. Eight years ago. Had some weird had some weird things. Cleveland Browns had a had a weird game. My my hometown Cleveland Browns. They uh <clears throat> forced a lot of turnovers and yet uh still didn't find a way to win. Kind of a weird weekend. Felt felt a little weird. Had some snow. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. This is a big song we're gonna get in today. Um I'm gonna try to get right into it. Hopefully not take too long. But this may be one a little bit longer than ones we've been doing before. Don't have anyone on here. Hopefully get someone on here soon. But check out the fake punt. I'm getting uh, my fiance getting on there uh, this week. So first time that she'll be on there and very knowledgeable about football. Got to try to get some more of my, my buddies on there. So if you're interested in football, definitely check that out. But this song... We got a George George Jones song. He stopped loving her today, and this is like his biggest hit. He's he's got a lot of big hits. He was far from a one hit wonder, and I'm not even gonna try to go through everything with George Jones or this album in this one podcast. This is just on this song from me listening to it and doing some research. And I I did dive into some George Jones. So I did not grow up listening to George Jones. You know, he was, he passed away, I believe, 2013. And so obviously was, was around, I'm sure, still making music when I was born. And when I was growing up listening to music, but was uh, obviously way past his prime. I was an older dude at that point. And so I did not grow up listening to him. I mean, he, you know, I'm not sure when I had really heard of him, but did not grow up listening to him at all. And, you know, had heard this song uh, somewhere along the way. And so I had, I had went back and listened to a lot of his music and much like this song and much like Conway Twitty, which we'll have to have on here eventually, uh, reviewed one of his songs. Um, a lot of ballads, for George Jones, you know, he was that kind of a, a country singer, kind of like a Conway Twitty, a Kenny Rogers type of, of music artist. And so if you're not interested in that, you know, that might not be really your thing. You might be more into the, the Hank Williams Jr. Or, uh, a Johnny Cash, which was some, something more like that. But but if you're into the ballads, this is, you know, 
they always said, you know, this guy for the ballads and the, the vocals, he was kind of the king of that, really. And so here are, a, here are a few facts before I get into the song. Recorded in February 1980, releases a single in April of 1980, is the first track off of his album, I Am What I Am, which was released in September of 1980. It is currently his number three most popular song on Spotify. And it looks like probably number one overall as far as total streams. So 56 million streams. This is a massive song. I mean, and this is obviously released in 1980. So uh, if Spotify was around back then, this would have hundreds of millions of streams. If, if people use phones and stuff like they do now. So I'm just going to try to get into this and I'm going to speak a lot from what I've kind of found here on the in, the good old internet. Hopefully I'm not too redundant. Hopefully not too uh, boring, but a lot to get into with this song. I don't really want to just spend it all talking about my opinion of it. I kind of want to dive in here. And I kind of, I learned a lot about this song from doing some research. And so here we go. So it says, by 1980, George Jones had not a single, had not one number one single in six years, when this was re uh, released in April of 1980. And many critics began to write him off. However, the music industry, industry was stunned in July when he loved her. Ugh. He stopped loving her today, was shot to number one on the country charts. It was written by Bobby Braddock and Curly Putnam. And from what I found on these two dudes, they're country singer-songwriters. Uh, Bobby Braddock still alive at the ripe old age of 81. Shout out to you, uh, Bobby. Curly Putnam uh, passed away, unfortunately, a few years ago, 2016. One of the notable songs I found from Curly is Green Green Grass of Home sung by Porter Wagner in 1964. So gives you an idea how, how old this dude was. He passed away about four years ago at the age of 85. So he was, he's an old timer. Anyways, and it tells a story of a friend who has never given up on his love. He keeps old letters and photos from their previous romance and hangs on to the hope that she would come back again. The song reaches its peak in the chorus, revealing that he indeed stopped loving her when he died and the woman does return for his funeral. Producer Billy Sherrill introduced Jones to the song in 1978, but according to Sherrill, Jones himself said the singer hated the song when he first heard it. In Bobby Allen's or in Bob Allen's biography of the singer, Sherrill states. He thought it was too long, too sad, too depressing, and that nobody would ever play it. He hated the melody and wouldn't learn it. It's interesting. I never would have realized that if I hadn't had looked this looked this stuff up. You know, I mean, I probably a lot of you right now probably did not know that he hated the song before before he had ever recorded it. Did not like it at all. 
Cheryl also claims that Jones frustrated him by continually singing the song to the melody of a Chris Christopherson song. In the same all me retrospective, Cheryl recalls a heated exchange during one recording session. I said, that's not the melody. And he said, yeah, it's a better melody. I don't really know how to talk like him, but yeah. I said, it might be Chris Christopherson would think so. It's his melody. In the same documentary, Cheryl claims that Joan was in such bad physical shape that basically he recorded this song within an 18-month span. So the first verse he recorded 18 months later, they recorded some later stretch of it. And Jones says that uh, this three-minute song revived his four-decade career. It was as much a tour de force for the producers as for the singer, featuring all the hallmarks of Cheryl's symphonic approach to country production, featuring cresting strings, dramatic flourishes. Had it not been for Cheryl, it is unlikely the song would have ever been recorded. Such was the belief in the song. Although he did not share some of Jones' misgivings initially, in his 1996 memoir, Jones recalled, Putnam and Braddock killed the song's main character too soon in the early versions. Billy kept telling them to kill the guy at a different time. And then have the woman come to his funeral. He gave the song to me. I carried it for more than a year. Also convinced that it needed writing, rewriting. Billy had a notebook about an inch thick that was nothing but rewrites for He Stopped Loving Her Today. So the, uh, the, the success of this song led CBS Records to renew Jones' recording contract and sparked a renewed interest in the singer. Jones earned the Grammy Award for Best Male Country Vocal Performance in 1980. The Academy of Country Music awarded the song Single and Song of the Year in 1980. It also became the Country Music Association Song of the Year in both 80 and 81. The song was ranked number 275 by Rolling Stone on its list of 500 greatest songs of all time and number four on its 100 greatest country songs of all time. The song became... Oh, wait, hold on a minute. You're saying that this song is only 275 on the 500, but number four on country songs? So there's only three songs ranked ahead of this in country, but 270-some in general? That seems... I don't know about that. The song became so synonymous with Jones that few singers ever dared to cover it. Jones recorded the song again with producer Keith Stiegel for the 2005 album Hits I Missed and Ones I Didn't. A recording of Johnny Cash performing the songs featured on the 2003 collection Unearthed. Alan Jackson and George Strait performed the song at Jones's funeral service at the Grand Old Opry. And it's got a bunch of background vocalists, piano, pedal steel, guitar. Uh, it peaked at number one, of course, like I said, on the U.S. country charts, number two in Canada. Number 21 on the 
year-end hot country charts. And... Oh, sorry. Number three on the U.S. country songs billboards chart in 1980. It peaked at number 21 in 2013 when Joan said passed away. So this song, these are a few things that I just had to say about it. It's George Jones to me at his finest. You know, it's very much a George Jones type of song. Some words I would describe it. Uh, loving, romantic, deep, personable, classic George, uh, George Jones vocals. A lot of range in these in this song. You know, you, you start it out and it's just the production is just very good. I, I think it's it's not really a true country song, though, is the only thing I would say. It really. It really is not a country song. It really when I'm when I'm listening to this, I'm not sure if you can really consider it i mean it's got that pedal steel guitar that comes in there so i suppose it kind of is but not really a, a true true country song but i i really love it you know and it it's 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 a great song i would give this song an a maybe an a plus so yeah i hope i hope you guys learned something about this song and Hope I did a good good enough job uh, reviewing it, and we will see you guys next time.